This is the Cool Tools Show. We're back after a bit of a hiatus. Lars and I have been busy doing work and uh, discovering really cool tools to share with you. So I'm Craig Fisher. Hey everyone, this is Lars Schmidt and uh, we are excited to be back with another Cool Tools Show to open up 2016. Cool Tools with Craig and Lars. Today we're gonna talk about our top used apps on our phones. This is just what Lars and I use. We're not saying these are future or uh, real super techie apps or anything that you uh, must discover, but these are what we use. We think they're very helpful and we're gonna share them with you today. All right, so Craig, let, let's dive right in. Uh, I'm gonna go first here. And again, the, uh, the theme here is what are the apps that we are most frequently tapping on our phones. Uh, as we get further into some of the shows, we'll talk to you about some new and uh, emerging stuff, but this will be a mix, I imagine, for both of us of uh, tried and true and new. So for me, uh, my number one app that uh, I can't live without is Evernote. Uh, I use it to organize my life, essentially. So uh, there's been some rumors if they, they may be in, uh, in, in trouble. I hope that's not the case. Uh, we, we had a joking conversation on Facebook uh, earlier today that uh, I said I'd be willing to help crowdfund them if they needed another round of funding to stay afloat. That's how dependent on Evernote I am. But uh, really, if you're not familiar with Evernote, it's a tool that allows you to create virtual notebooks that sync across all devices. So I have a notebook for almost every project I work on. I have a notebook for every client I work with. I have a notebook for you know to-do lists, grocery lists, almost everything. Um, that allows me to really stay organized and keep everything synced across, again, all my devices. So particularly for those of you that travel, um, I stopped using paper notebooks probably three years ago. I take all my notes in Evernote, and that way I have them with me wherever I am. So Evernote is my number one. Uh, number two for me is Wonderlist. Uh, Wonderlist is an excellent to-do list. Um, I'm a hardcore to-do list guy. I've got to have that set up at all times. Uh, I used to do it on Post-it notes, believe it or not, until not that long ago. But I decided, you know, I can't, I can't stick with po Craig. I can't stick with Post-it post notes. No, absolutely it's, not. It's not right. We, I'm a co-host of a cool tool show. I can't be using <laughs> paper Post-it notes to make my to-do list. So, uh, so Wonderlist is great. It uh, it does sync across all devices again. So I have it on my iPhone. I have it on my Mac uh, as an app. So you can actually download a native app on your Mac, which is great. Um, and you can essentially create, uh, again, folders similar to Evernote. You can create folders for different things that you want to create to-do lists around. So I have a to-do list for every one of my clients. I have a to-do list for podcasts. I have a to-do list for open source HR, personal stuff, whatever it may be. Um, I have different folders for each of those things. And then you can create dates uh, and due dates for each of them. So I can actually open up. The first thing I do in the morning when I get up is I grab my iPhone. I swipe down. Uh, I look at my notifications and check out my to-do lists for that day in Wonderlist, so I know what things I have to get done. Wonderlist, by the way, is on my list of great to-do list apps. <laughs> As it should be. There, there's no credible uh, great to-do list apps list that doesn't include Wonderlist, I don't think. If you're a person who uses your Notes app on your iPhone a lot, try Wonderlist, because even though Notes might show up in your Gmail, right, after you save them, um, and they are searchable. They take up a lot of room on your phone. Wonderlist sits in the cloud and therefore does not take up a lot of room on your phone and is really more organized. Ah, well, that's a perfect unplanned segue to my next uh, favorite app, which is actually also integrated into Wonderlist, but that is Sunrise. Sunrise is a really powerful calendaring app 
that I use that's much stronger than uh, iPhone's native calendar uh, feature. So basically, what's cool about Sunrise is it, it's cloud-based. It syncs across all your devices, um, but it also integrates to third-party tools like Wonderlist, like uh, Foursquare. You can keep track of your check-ins. There's a variety of social uh, links, including you know Facebook and LinkedIn for events and birthdays, whatever else you might want to track, uh, all integrated in a really clean interface in Sunrise. So I've tried a bunch of different uh, tools. TripIt is another tool that integrates directly to Sunrise, so you can keep track of your upcoming travel and events and create shared calendars. So uh, again, Sunrise for me, I, I replaced the default uh, iPhone calendar with Sunrise, and it integrates to cool tools like Wonderlist. Yes. Uh, next on my list is uh, is a newer tool. This is something I've been playing with recently, but it's a tool called Balanced. And Balanced is a tool, you know, it's the beginning of the year. We've all got uh, resolutions and other things that we may be trying to work on in the new year. What Balanced is designed for is to help you create new habits. So if there are things that you want to start doing and the only thing to really, you know, kickstart you in doing them is having something that you can uh, can remind you to get it done that allows you to track and actually run analytics on how successful you are in doing that thing. Balanced is a really great tool uh, to do that. And so maybe for some people it's exercise, maybe it's some people it's diet, maybe some people want to get into uh, yoga or basket weaving or whatever your hobbies or interests might be. If you're trying to form a new habit, Balanced is a, is a cool app that can help you do that. I've been tapping Balanced. Yeah, you, yeah, Craig's been tapping balance for a very long time now. So, uh, yes, yes. You may have been the creator of balance. I don't know. That could be a, a stealthy thing there. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my next app, and uh, those of you that know me, will, this will be a surprise to none of you, but uh, that would be Hootsuite. Um, Hootsuite uh, is what I use to basically consume the majority of my social media, uh, in particular Twitter. Um, so Hootsuite again, it's one of the the you know most widely adopted um, enterprise social media platforms, management platforms. Um, I use it to consume all of my content on Twitter and a variety of other sources. Um, the mobile app is quite quite strong. The desktop um, and kind of browser based version obviously is a bit more robust. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm on that quite a time you know quite often, and I think I consume about 95% of my mobile. Twitter uh, content through Hootsuite. So it is a can't live without app. Absolutely. Um, the next app on my list is uh, I may be introducing Craig to a new photo app, which excites me. Uh, Photoshop Fix. It's, ah, a, it's a new app from Photoshop. So they replaced, I forget the older version they had, but this is their new one. And it, uh, it's really great for being able to uh, clean up photos. And it's actually really powerful. So uh, it has all the filters and things that you might expect from a lot of photo apps, but what it has in addition to that is you can actually clean up photos. So if you take that great photo of your you know, son or daughter at an event and there's some guy who's not respecting your space and walking into the background of your shot, you can actually edit him out with some clean and clever swiping. And it does a really good job of that actually. Um, if you take a photo of somebody and they have red eye, um, you know, you take a photo of a good friend and uh, unfortunately they, they have a, a huge uh, facial blemish that has decided to join them at that time. You could actually edit that out. So you can do some really powerful stuff and you don't have to be a Photoshop wizard uh, 
um, to do it. You actually could be a complete novice and the tools are that simple that you could do powerful editing without really much knowledge of Photoshop. I so. love it. That's a great app. And uh, I, I want to meet some Photoshop wizards. I'm picturing Gandalf on a, on a, on a Mac. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, that, that's, that might be another show. <laughs> <laughs> we, do, we should do that show. Damn you for putting that image in my head now. I'm just thinking <laughs> him like looking at a phone, tapping it like, oh! <laughs> None shall pass this filter. It's sending him back to Gandalf the Grey. He was Gandalf the Wade. He got frustrated. He's back to Grey now. It's, uh, it was a sad day for Gandalf. All he had to do was use that little color thing and tap in the uh, color that he wanted, right? On Photoshop uh, fix. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Craig and I could go on tangents really easy. So we'll, okay. uh, we'll, we'll find a way to stay off on, on, on Gandalf. We'll come back to Gandalf later. Hashtag fact. <laughs> and uh, my final eight of my uh, magnificent eight for 2016 is an app that I've been using uh, lately called Headspace. And Headspace is a clever app if, uh, if for those of you, and I'm one of these people who is trying to uh, kind of figure out how to get mindfulness and, and a regular practice around uh, meditation into my day. Headspace is, is a really good tool. Um, I've played with a lot of them. Calm is also good. Um, uh, just simply being is another that's pretty good. There's, there's lots of them out there, especially now, but, um, Headspace is really straightforward. It's easy. And if you're a novice like I am, uh, they actually have a great kind of 10 day starter, uh, program that you go in and it's basically 10 minutes a day. Uh, for 10 days, and it really kind of gives you a good foundation to um, mindfulness and meditation that's been uh, that's been helpful for me. So Headspace, check that out. And those are my Magnificent 8 for 2016 that uh, I'm currently tapping quite a bit on my phone. So Craig, you're tapping. Let's, uh, let's hear about it. <laughs> tap, tap, taparoo. <laughs> so uh, Lars, going back to Hootsuite briefly, do you use the Hootsuite suggestions app on your iPhone? You know, I, I did when it first came out and uh, I think it's actually quite good for what that does. Um, personally for me, I've been trying to get away from um, scheduling to schedule. Like I think, I think suggestions is a great app for those people that are trying to kind of build out their social profile and, and, um, you know, share content and kind of develop a, a point of view around the kind of things that they want to share and they're interested in. Um, and believe me, I've done a lot of that. But for me lately, I've been trying to to do a little less of that and do a little more. Um, if I'm reading something and it catches my interest, then I'm going to share it. Um, or if it, or if I'm reacting to something or engaging with other people, I'll share that. But less uh, less automated stuff. I actually use uh, suggestions in the reverse way that you just suggested. So uh, I put in the topics into Hoot, so Hootsuite Suggestions for everyone that's listening is an app you can download to your iPhone and it will send you suggestions based on topics that you're interested in and it will pull from the top blogs and news sites about that topic and you can click to uh, look at the article, browse it or read it before you schedule it, uh, or just schedule it based on the title if you know it's from a trusted source. Uh, and what I do with this is I'll schedule several of these to my Twitter feed, a couple maybe to LinkedIn, uh, and maybe once every once in a while to Facebook. But then I see which of these articles 
gets the most reaction and the most shares, likes, and tweets. And I use that then to create other content, blog posts and things that I think other people would like to read based on the popularity of the things that I shared. So I sit, right, I'm in corporate world right now a lot of the time. So I'm stuck on conference calls a lot and webinars and things like that. So I'm not out there just tweeting and replying to people and uh, and involved in the conversations on Facebook and LinkedIn as much as I would normally be. So this scheduling saves me a lot of time and it really does curate for me what turns out to be the best content. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I actually, I have, used, now that you mentioned that, I have used it a bit more of a, of a RSS aggregator and a discovery tool than a share tool a little bit because I do, uh, it is helpful in discovering some new sources that, uh, that I hadn't heard of before that then I can get kind of into my RSS mix uh, as well once I find a new, uh, you know, a new blog or a new publisher that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, probably in a general normal day, I'm never going to look at all these sources and look at all these articles, right? But if Hootsuite suggests them to me, then at some point I do actually get them on my radar and end up reading them if a lot of people in my network are liking and sharing them. So uh, for me, it just tells me what's my best content and what should I actually be paying attention to. Cool. Yeah. All right. So uh, my next app is called Ice Cream. So I don't know if any of you out there are photo collectors like I am, but I take and save lots and lots and lots of pictures and I rarely go in and delete them, right? I'm I'm a complete idiot about that. So uh, I do uh, copy and upload my photos to Dropbox. Um, I store some of them in iCloud, but none of those things actually gets rid of the photos for you off your phone. This app called Ice Cream actually stores all of your photos uh, a few at a time or a few hundred at a time, whatever you select in their database, and then gives you the option to just delete them all with one click uh, from your phone. So it works great. And every time I get that annoying message, hey, you're out of space, all I do is fire up ice cream and I make space for 3,000 more photos or whatever it is I want. It's a great app and it works clean and smooth. And is that paid? Is there any cost for that or is that free? It's free. Uh, if you want to do more, right, if you want more space and, you, you know, you might need it, it's cheap, like one ninety nine or something like that, maybe a month, but it's next to nothing. And do you use uh, Google Photos? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Google Photos, uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with Google Photos, it's uh, uh, it, like, <laughs> it tells you what it is. It's a photo, a photo storage app from Google. But what's cool about it is if you upload your photos, it'll actually create some home movies and animations and montages and they, they have this uh, assistant feature that'll take your photos and create things automatically or maybe they call it automagically but it's magically it's, it's right. quite it's quite amazing it's really cool especially if you take a bunch of rapid photos it'll kind of create a uh, a gif of that um which is pretty cool it absolutely will uh and so that that's used to be Picasa basically morphed into Google photos is yeah. what's happened. Yeah. Uh, great app. Um, all right. So I use the podcasts app all the time. Uh, a lot of people don't even realize that they have this or could have this on their phone, but it curates all the best podcasts from the subjects that I like. Uh, and I can go in and set to, you know, listen to specific podcasts if I want. Um, 
or you know four hour workweek podcasts or Tim Ferriss or whatever I'm going to be listening to, or just review our podcast lot, uh, Lars. So we we actually now on uh, iTunes and now on iTunes, the cool tools show. Um, and, and we, we need a jingle, by the way. We need we need a we need a little jingle. Well, I don't know. We got kind of a jingle. <laughs> That's true. It's it's a bit of a jingle. It's a bit of a jingle. Uh, All right. It's not it's not the most tappable jingle, but it's pretty good. <laughs> We're gonna weave that into this show as many times as we can. That's right. Uh, all right, so of course I use Instagram all the time, constantly. And the reason I like Instagram is you can publish directly from Instagram to Facebook and you can publish directly to Twitter or you can set up a, a function on like IFTTT to post as native Twitter uh, and it just saves me time, right? I like Instagram. That's where I post my best pictures or my best memes, whatever it is. And, uh, and you actually get really interesting uh, analytics and community building with Instagram that you don't get in other places. Uh, you might have to use a couple of other uh, apps, Webstagram or, or apps like that to get these analytics, but they're pretty good. And I find you can get really uh, rapid response and, uh, and Facebook actually prioritizes those pictures in the Facebook newsfeed because they spent $1.2 billion on Instagram and they're still paying off that investment, clearly. Um, so I use the uh, Facebook Pages app on a daily basis as well. So I manage a lot of right company pages, corporate pages, uh, and uh, the Facebook Pages app really helps me to track activity, boost uh, certain posts. If they're doing well, uh, you can do your ads right from the app. And uh, I can do all kinds of things on the fly from anywhere in the world uh, with the Facebook Pages app. I love it. What, what are some of the functionality that you'll get from that that uh, is not native in the Facebook app? Well, so some of the staffs that you see in Facebook pages uh, are slightly different from what you can see in the page manager uh, through the native app. And I don't know if you, I, I know you do uh, use the native app a lot, you know, for pages that you manage as well, but it's cumbersome, right? I mean, it's yeah. not, it's not very, it's not very intuitive. There's all no. kinds of stuff on there's there. There's a so lot of tapping just to get to your page. Oh my gosh, there is. Um, and, and then trying to post something as yourself when you're on the page, it's like, where'd that button go? Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a trick. So if you're the admin of a page, there are all kinds of nightmares associated with, with managing a Facebook page, but the Facebook pages app simplifies the process and makes it, you know, everything's right there where you need it. It's good. Cool. Uh, all right, so another app that I use, Kindle, all the time, right? Day and night. And I listen to uh, audiobooks through Kindle as well. Um, so, yes, I'm listening to podcasts, but I also listen to books. I listened to a whole Daniel Pink book while I was on the treadmill the other day. No, I wasn't on the treadmill for five hours. I listened to it in five different segments. <laughs> um, but, of course, I read uh, multiple books at a time and several books a week because I uh, and and the world's worst insomniac, close to the world's worst insomniac. Gary V may have me beat just a little bit. Uh, at Font Candy, right? So I make a lot of memes. I take a picture and I post some really cool text over it. It could be artistic or just funny words, whatever it is. But I make sure that at least every two or three days, I'm not just posting a picture or a selfie but a meme, something people can actually grab onto and share, uh, because those are the types of things that actually get reposted on a regular basis. 
and Font Candy. It's actually Font Candy Plus, so there's a little bit of a charge there uh, for Font Candy Plus, but it does a great job of giving you sort of prearranged uh, words and uh, cool variations, and you can adjust the color and uh, the opacity and everything, and it's, it's just a real easy app. Hannah, I know you've used a lot of different apps that have similar functionality. Is, is Font Candy, have you found that to be the best? I have. Um, so the other app I like is the Over app. Yeah, right? okay. It's, it's really good, but yep. Font Candy Plus has a lot more options, it seems like. Interesting. Okay, I'll check that out. Yep. Uh, and of course, I edit all my photos before they go anywhere in Camera Plus. So Camera Plus is my old standby. It's my favorite photo editor. It's easy to use and... Uh, you can, when you run out of space with your regular camera, because you haven't backed up your photos anywhere and you haven't deleted them, you can still take pictures with camera plus. Ha, hmm. little known fact, tricky. And, uh, right. and, and a fun, a fun rumor mill bit just for you and your, uh, your giant camera size, uh, uh, needs the, <laughs> the rumor is the iPhone seven is the seven plus actually is going to have a 256 gigs of memory option. So, yes, I've heard that. A and, beast, uh, a hard drive in your pocket. As soon as my iPhone 6 quits burning a hole in my wallet from what I paid for that, twice, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll start thinking about you know next year's iPhone 7. You, just need, to, you need to drink the Kool-Aid and buy the uh, subscription plan that they just released. So you I did. I, every phone. I and, did. I did. So yeah. I'm going to be updating it. But, well, you know what happens when you update, right? I've got 500 apps on my phone. It takes forever for all those things to get back on your new phone, right? Yeah, Even that's if true. You're kind of your phoneless for a good day. You have to just oh, bake, you have to bake that in your plans. Yeah, it, absolutely. Well, and you know that's kind of cathartic. It's almost like going to the spa or getting a physical, right? When you go get a new phone, it's it's a clean slate. You feel so new and refreshed when you do it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if I can choose, I'm going spa over physical. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in your physicals, but uh, if, if I want new and freshness and relaxation, I'm, uh, a spas usually give that to me. I just want that clean bill of health every three or four years. <laughs> hey, right, you're still good to drink and smoke cigars every once in a while. All good. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Uh, final app, TuneBox. So, a while back, I took all my music and I put it in Dropbox. All right, number one problem with that is how do you make playlists, right? How do you find and call up your music? How do you use it when you're not in Wi-Fi, if you are on a Wi-Fi only device? The answer is TuneBox. TuneBox rocks and allows you to create playlists from Dropbox music files. Uh, all your MP3s can go in Dropbox. Everybody's now probably paying for an upgraded storage on Dropbox anyway. And you're not going to max it out, my guess. So put your music there, get them off your phone, and bingo. You've got a really great wireless solution uh, for all your tunes. Interesting. Now, how does that work with offline access? So your most played songs, right, get stored. Uh, but the millions of songs that you never play, you don't worry about it. So like your playlists and things like that, yep. you keep, right, locally. It's great. Interesting. White. Like it. All right, indeed. Well, that's all we've got for today. Lars, what's going on with you in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, you know, the next couple of weeks is uh, I'm, that's not true. I'm going to be traveling. Uh, I was going to say I'm not traveling, and then I realized that I'd be a liar. There's going to be a little bit of travel, 
uh, working on some client projects, uh, and then doing a lot of work uh, in open source HR. So we uh, we are going to be getting the volunteer committees. Uh, our aim is to get those all nailed down by the end of January. So that's a big part of my focus uh, right now. And uh, we're making great progress and have an incredible roster of people um, that we will be pulling in to, uh, to help guide open source HR forward in 2016. So super excited about that. And Indeed, this is uh, this is breaking news here on this podcast. So oh, we will, well, maybe uh... we'll cut that out. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Considering we haven't announced anything yet, uh, maybe. Ah, oh, this editing. isn't going to come out for a few days. Maybe we'll get a little bit of editing there, but uh, yeah, but yes, you, we, no, we... you you do your news release, and then we'll put this podcast. Out. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely be announcing by the end of January, but we're kind of sitting on everything until the end of uh, January. That's too long. Yeah, you know. Buddy, we got we got a lot of moving pieces here. A lot right, of moving so, pieces. All right. Quick edit for the cool tools show. <laughs> but uh how about you? What uh what is going on in your world, Craig Fisher? Uh you know, uh work, work, work. We're planning TalentNet Interactive for Austin in March. That's March eleventh, uh at the kickoff of South by Southwest Interactive. And we'll have some major announcements about that soon. Uh and then I'll be in San Francisco the last week of this month for the social recruiting strategies conference, along with lots of other interesting speakers and, uh, and thought leaders there. So come visit us in San Francisco if you're around for that event. Otherwise just doing my life at CA business at uh, CA technologies and a few other customers here and there. Cool. Well, all right. Well, uh, this is, uh, we're, we're happy to be back. We, uh, we had a nice little hiatus, but we'll be back and we've got some plans to, Bring you many more cool tools throughout the year. Right. We'll see you in 2017. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, With with our top eight of 2017, we'll probably have five of the same apps (laughs) for each of us. All right. That's funny. That's all for the cool tools show. (laughs) Cool tools show. (laughs) Cheers, everybody. Take care, everyone. (laughs) Awesome. Good stuff.